day he heard a voice from heaven and this is what it said I'm the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end behold I live It's good to be here with you all, and uh, Brother Ed asked us to, to speak, and you know, it's, uh, it's an honor to speak in another man's pulpit. We don't take it lightly, and we do believe that the Lord, you know, Brother Ed was talking about strength in the Word. This message is Christ. This message is the revelation of Jesus Christ, and, uh, and until you catch that you, to it, you know, it's, it's a message of a prophet, or, and it is, but it's some message. But this is, this is Christ revealed. And this is, you know, this is what's, what's happening with us. Because we're catching glimpses of who we are, where we came from. And as Brother Branham said, when he caught the revelation that he wasn't the son of Charles and Ella Branham, but that he was the son of God, that changes the whole thing. That's the game changer. And when we realize that we're literally sons of the living God, that we're not really the byproduct of just our mother and father, but that's the channel that God brought us through. But that seed gene of God that he put in us, that came from God. And that when we catch that revelation, we realize that we're part of that word and that this message is Christ revealed. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here tonight. And if we could, we'll turn into the scriptures and... Uh, just go right into the Word. <clears throat> it's Wednesday night, and I don't want to be a long-winded preacher. I, uh, it's always good to see Sister Terry. God bless you. She's always been an encouragement to me because from way back there in Whitehorse and everything, every time I saw her, she's always so uplifted and seemed always so happy and encouraging, say nice words, and <laughs> always uh, made me and my wife feel welcome and, and very good, and Where's Brother Max? Is he here tonight? Brother Max, God bless you. Fireball preacher. He came up to Anchorage for us, preached. We enjoyed him. And my <clears throat> brother Kevin and Hannah Q's in here with the sister Elizabeth. Oh, there they are. God bless you. Yeah, we're waiting for them to come see us as well. Praise the Lord. In Revelations chapter 10, I'm sorry, I'm not going to read that. that I, that's, on, that's on here, but I'm going to read Colossians chapter 1. 
And uh, we don't have to read Revelations 10 because I think you know it by heart. Um, so Colossians chapter 1 and verse 1. I was telling my wife the first time I met Brother Ed Hammermeister here in Alaska, I just really felt that uh, he was a really fine brother, and I, I've always enjoyed the brother. And, and um, then uh, he went into Liberia right before I did, and they, the Liberians have never forgot Brother Ed. Every time I'm there, they talk about him, and they reminisce of him when he was there. They don't even, re, they don't even forgot what he preached. <laughs> and uh, even one of them named their son after him. <laughs> not not Ammermeister. It's Brother Ed Allen. But anyway. <laughs> and I remember years ago, Brother Harold was uh, in Phoenix there. Uh, and, you know, God bless the church for the loss of Brother Harold, but he's in a better place. But... Uh, in Phoenix there, um, he mentioned that he had, it said, they asked him, what's the strangest thing ever happened to you on the mission field? He said, somebody named their kid after me. <laughs> and I, so I joked with him. I told him, I said, Brother Harold, my wife's pregnant. He goes, yeah, I know. I said, uh, we want you to name our kid. And <laughs> we want to name him after you, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, and then the strange thing is, now there's a, a, a Flint take in Liberia as well. <laughs> I don't know why they do that, but they do that, amen. In uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 26, it's good to have my wife with me. I love to travel with her, and uh, she's my best friend, and she's been such a blessing to me. Yeah, I just love her so much and just appreciate her. Colossians 1, 26. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. If we read the Diaglot, the Diaglot would say the secret which was concealed. So the mystery which hath been hid, but the Diaglot said the secret which was concealed, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, that you would take the word tonight and that you would speak to our hearts. It's a Wednesday night. We've worked, oh God. The believers have been working and they're tired probably and they have to work tomorrow. But Father, may, oh God, you just drop down in the service tonight and speak to us, Lord, and may we enjoy the service, the word, Lord God, and Father, speak, O God, lift your ear to us, we pray. We ask you, Lord God, as we gather together, Lord Jesus, may you, O God, meet us and help us and lift us up out of the natural man and into the spirit of God tonight, Lord. We're into an atmosphere where all things are possible. Father, we love you tonight. We commit ourselves. We commit the church and everyone that's here in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to speak tonight on... Finishing the Mystery of God, we'll title it Finishing the Mystery of God. According to the scripture, we realize if we read Revelations 10, we would realize that the seventh seal, and Brother Branham told us that Revelations 10, 1 through 7 was the seventh seal, it's our message, and that it finishes the mystery of God. 
the secret of God's plan, how he would hide himself down through the scriptures, down through the ages. He would slowly reveal himself through Adam and Eve, and all the way down, he was slowly revealing this great mystery, this great secret that he had in his mind down through the ages. And then he said, when it got to the very end time, he said, when all the mystery was finished, he said, then God would point back and tell us that this is what I'm doing. This is what I've done. This is what it is. Amen. And we are the privileged people for the open book to see and to hear God's great mystery secret as as the prophet of God turned around and started telling us this is what he's been doing. This is what it's all about. Amen. From the message, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Brother Branham says, but his mystery is only revealed to his beloved bride. That's the only one that could see it. So we know that it's not revealed to denominations. It's not revealed to theologians. He said they can't even understand it. It's impossible for them to catch it. Amen. And so the bride, she catches the mystery. Why does she understand the word? Because she's part of the word. She came from him. Amen. So the others look at it, but they never quite see it. They don't understand that it is Christ. Amen. It's Christ hiding himself in simplicity, but at the very same time, Christ reveals himself through simplicity. So the bride has been given ears to hear. Is that right? We've been given a heart to understand. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the reason that the bride can understand the word is not, she's part of the word, but she understands the word because she is the people that have the true indwelling spirit of Christ. She's the people that actually have the real baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not just a gift, not just an anointing, but she has the literal life of Jesus Christ on display inside of her heart. So when she hears the word, she can say amen to the word, but she's not saying it out of head knowledge. She's speaking it because inside of her there's a resounding that's nothing but the truth i know that's true amen praise the lord it's a wonderful thing to be part of this end time message of what god is doing <clears throat> brother Benham says from the christ is the mystery of god revealed <clears throat> he said look christ in you makes him the center of the life of the revelation see christ's life in you makes him the center of the revelation so christ's Life in the believer makes Jesus Christ the center of the revelation. Then he says, Christ in the Bible makes the Bible the complete, complete revelation of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And then he tells us that if you, know, you should be able to see Christ in every scripture. And he says, if you don't see him there, go back and read it again. In other words, this Bible, it, what a beautiful book, huh? Oh my goodness, a book of life. This book is amazing. God, who created the heavens and the earth, gave us a book, a word that's so expansive. It's like the universe. They, they, say it, they say the universe keeps expanding and growing and expanding. And I thought, well, that's the word of God. To each, each individual believer, as we study the word, as we feed upon the word, the word just keeps opening and keeps opening. And we would think, oh my goodness, we, we, you know, there's times where we're like, okay, I've got it figured out. Here it is. And all of a sudden, boof, 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 just keeps opening. I, I love what Brother Lonnie Jenkins told me years ago. He was visiting Alaska. He said, I'm going to write a book on some of the doctrines and teachings, Brother Flint. I said, oh, neat. And so a couple of years later, I said, hey, have you wrote your book yet? 
And he says, no, I decided not to write it. I said, why not? He said, because as soon as I think I've got it figured out, it changes, it grows, it opens, it expands, amen? And that's what we are finding out about the message of our hour. We are finding out that it just keeps opening up and just keeps expanding, and there's more and more and more, although it's all right right there in Scripture, it's all right there in the quotes, but but there's things that we're just not seeing it all perfectly clear, amen? Let me go on. So Brother Branham goes on in the same quote, and this is a really beautiful quote. He says here, he says, Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. That's interesting. (laughs) Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. He said, do you see what God's trying to do? So God's trying to do something. And he's telling us in Christ the mystery of God revealed. He's saying Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. So so then in the bride there's a revelation, there's an opening, there's an understanding. There's we're seeing Christ in a different way. He says, "What is the new birth then?" He goes right into that. What is the new birth then? So he says, Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. You just see what God is trying to do. And then he goes right in and says, what is the new birth then? He said, you'd say, well, Brother Branham, what is the new birth? It it is the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Amen. 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 See, you not that you joined a church, not that you shook a hand, you've done something different, you said a creed, not even that you believe God sent a prophet. Amen, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's Christ personally revealed to the individual. Every individual must have this rock-solid revelation of Jesus Christ being personally revealed to them. Praise the Lord. So he says, Christ, the Bible, he is the word that was revealed to you, and no matter what anybody says, what takes place, it's Christ, pastor, priest, whatever it might be, it's Christ in you, and that is the revelation that the church was built upon. <laughs> revelation is tremendously important. And uh, revelation is how God talks to the church. It's how he leads his people. Revelation and inspiration is how God, you know, they, that man told, told Brother Brown, he said, I can't receive revelation. He says, then you can't, you've cut yourself off from God. God has no way to talk to you. He has no way to speak to you. And I thought, if it, I wonder if some people around the message are cutting themselves off from revelation. And they're, and they're forgetting that God, there's more to the word than just face value. There's much more to the word than face value. As a matter of fact, we don't even understand the word until God gives us a revelation of the word, and all of a sudden, it becomes a reality. When Brother Balaam told us, he said, look, he said, Abimelech, he said he was, he was desiring Sarah for a wife. He said, so we know she turned young again. How did he get that? By inspiration, by revelation of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and when we heard him say that, we said, Wow, that's true, because he wouldn't have been uh, desiring a 90-year-old woman. So God works that way, and he doesn't just work that way with a prophet, but he works that way with every single brother and sister. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to build upon this this mystery or this thought that Brother Adam said, Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. 
Jesus Christ was the mystery of God revealed. Is that right? So all that God was, he poured into Christ. And, and the, the prophet told us all that was poured into Christ was poured into the church. So if all that was in God was poured into Christ, then Christ becomes the mystery of God himself being revealed. But then that interesting thing is he takes all of that and he pours it into the church. So that would have to be that the church is the mystery of Christ the bridegroom revealed. So the bride is the mystery of the bridegroom revealed. Do you see what God's trying to do? Praise the Lord. So she didn't come out, out from him. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. She, didn't, she came out from Christ. <coughs> She's not another revelation, this bride. That's you. Amen. I'm just laying a foundation here. <coughs> but rather, she, we are a continuation of the revelation of Christ. We are the continuation of the revelation of Christ. Praise the Lord. We did, we're not another revelation. We're not another church. We are Christ himself. Amen. In bride form, the continuing revelation of the word itself. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise God. So I want to look at how the seven sealed mystery... How Revelations 10, if you would, let's turn our books, our Bibles into Joshua chapter 5. I want to look at how Revelations 10 so perfectly parallels uh, Revelations 5 and 6. Uh, <clears throat> and most of you probably already know this, but we'll look at it anyway. In Joshua chapter 5, verse 11. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. So they ate of the old corn. So we know that as they were traveling through the wilderness, they were eating something called manna. And the word manna simply means, what is this? <laughs> so, so they would go out and get this. They'd say, what is this? They didn't know what it was. And the church ate manna all the way down through six church ages because Martin Luther came out. He said, the just shall live by faith. And but what about the rest of the scriptures? He says, what is it? I don't know. And so Wesley comes out. He doesn't know everything either. He doesn't know because the mystery of God is not finished. But now we get down to our age and something different happens. We're took back into the old corn of the land, into the exact thing that they ate in the first age, in the alpha age. Now in the, in the last age, we are now eating of the old corn of the land. Amen. <clears throat> so that open book that Christ brings down, it's the, it's the original word and it's the mystery being opened up to us. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. <clears throat> and Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. <laughs> so the Lord Jesus Christ shows up on the scene. 
So didn't he do that in Revelations 10.1? He showed up on the scene. They're getting ready to go in and conquest Jericho and take the promised land. So Israel now, they leave uh, in the Exodus, they leave, the, uh, they leave uh, uh, Egypt, and they start moving through the, through the wilderness. They start wandering. And many of them uh, died in the wilderness. Two million, I think it was. Or all but two and two million, I think it was, isn't it? So they were wandering through the wilderness. <coughs> and <laughs> their journey was only about 10 days. But, but they kept complaining. And then the Lord just said, okay, my, let's go to the waters of Mara. You want to complain? Yeah, some message folk, they just complain about everything. And they wonder why they never come out of this, because they're wandering here, and they go here, and the next thing you know, the Lord says, I'm tired of this. Okay, now you can go to the waters of Mara. You want to have something to complain about? I'll give you something to complain about. And Brother Brown said that God was getting very discouraged with these people. And so now they're supposed to go. Now remember, when the exodus took place, God sent them a prophet, and he was taking them, and they were journeying, and they were supposed to go all the way in and inherit their promised land. Is that right? But now as they're traveling, they're going out. Now we know that redemption has two parts. Amen? Coming out of the world, but then going into Christ. And so many of them died in the wilderness because they just kept wandering and wandering and wandering and wandering. Is Brother Brown really the prophet? And wandering, is this message really the truth? And wandering. Wandering and wandering and wandering until finally it ceased and they died in the wilderness. But I thank God because there were two men that said, I'm go we're going all the way. <clears throat> and now, so now they're going and they have to cross over Jordan. And they get down to the river Jordan. Now, we know that Jordan is a type of death. Is that right? So they got to come over Jordan, and when they get over Jordan, <clears throat> all of a sudden they have the old corner of the land and everything. They're getting ready to make the conquest of Jericho. This one city is standing in their way. <clears throat> but it's really interesting because why do they come over Jer uh, uh, Jericho and they don't just go to their promised inheritance? They don't. They come over Jericho, and there's a city that's standing in their way, a walled city. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now because, and, and look at how God's going to take the city, very simple, but they can't do it. So who shows up on the scene? Who shows up on the scene? The Lord Jesus Christ, the captain of the host of the Lord. Amen. Because he's the one that's going to help them take the land. Amen. Let's just go forward here. <clears throat> so after crossing over Jordan, there's a city in the way that they have to conquer. And if we read in the scripture here in Joshua chapter 6 verse 1, <clears throat> just leave your scripture open if you would. We're going to read a little bit. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. So here this city is. It's sealed. They, they're not going in. They're not coming out. The spies had went in one time. They looked around a little bit, but that was it. This place is sealed up. And they have to conquer it. Huh. This is going to get interesting. So when we look at the message, we realize that the book that was in the hand, amen, the book in Revelation 5 was closed. Is that right? It was sealed up. And nobody could understand it. 
Nobody could, but, but, but yet we needed to know those mystery secrets. And yet they were sealed up, but we couldn't understand them. Is that right? Just like <clears throat> Jericho here, sealed up. <clears throat> and when we look at chapter 6 here, we realize that chapter 6 is the natural uh, shadow, the foreshadow, the natural way of the way the seven seals were opened. Have you ever caught that? That, Jer that uh, Joshua chapter 6 is actually the natural way that the seven seals were opened. So they go in. Let me make sure I don't miss the scripture here. They had seven priests. We had seven ages, seven church ages, seven mess messengers. Every age got a seal. A seal broke, Brother Adam said. God sent down that, uh, uh, a, uh, what was it, a, uh, a religious war. And the messenger was there. Paul received his seal. He broke that out to the people. And every age had a seal. And now here we have in Jericho, on the first day, they go around one time. And on the second day, they go around one time. Are you following me? But on the seventh day, now they go around seven times. And Brother Redham said in the seventh age, the seventh church age messenger, he gets all seven seals. Amen. So now he breaks all seals and brings them out to us. <clears throat> so in the seventh age, they go around seven times. Amen. And then in the seventh age, there's a shout. A message that goes forth in our age, there's a shout. And what happens? An earthquake hits, and the walls of Jericho come crashing down. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if you want to get anywhere with the message, you've got to learn to shout. Shout, what do you mean shout? You've got to shout. You've got to say the word. You've got to preach the word. You've got to speak the word. You've got to shout, with the, because we've got to shout. And when those people walked around seven times, then they started to shout. And when they shouted, the walls came down. And sometimes your deliverance is just in your mouth. The greatest thing you got is to shout, to speak the word, to say the same thing that the prophet messenger said. Because the spirit and the prophet and the bride will be saying the same thing. It's the shout to bring the, those walls down, saints. So it's very interesting to me how we can look in the scriptures and we can see all these foreshadows, all these types, and realize, so how could anybody come along and tell you, oh, the seven seals, uh, you know, there's nothing to that, when, yes, there is. It's right in the scriptures. I mean, I don't mean a message believer, but just people, they don't know. It's laying right in the scriptures, <clears throat> and they had to go in and take this walled city. <sighs> I find it interesting because I wonder why do they have to take a walled city? I thought after death to self, everything was fine. Now we know we have to fight to take our land. But the seals are opened up. The, <clears throat> excuse me, the walls of Jericho come down. They, they, excuse me, they get, over the, they get over Jordan and the very first thing they find themselves they have to do is take a walled city. And they're going into the land. They've got to be placed into the land. They need to get into their inheritance. Praise the Lord. 
There's something about those seals, I think. There's something about those seals that are very important. There's some kind of a revelation that they needed. First, they needed those walls to come down because there's something hiding in Jericho and they don't really know what it is. They only know that they're commanded and they had their great prophet, Moses, and now Moses is gone. <clears throat> but the Lord says, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you, Joshua. Amen. And who places us in the land is Joshua, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with Joshua. Praise the Lord. So, so in our day, as he was with Brother Branham, so shall he be with the bride, the Holy Spirit with the bride. Amen. If she is him, amen, can't he put her in the land? Amen. And so now, listen now. So here they are. And he said this. So the same message that Brother Branham preached, the same angel of God that preached through our prophet, that anointed our prophet, that told our prophet what to preach, he's the same angel of God that's taking that same message that he already gave us and he's Taking that same exact message. And now he's preaching it out. But now he's placing us in the land. And the very first thing that every believer has to do. Is they have to come through Jericho. Death to self and then Jericho. There's a lot of people that claim they have the Holy Spirit. But they don't have it. Not in the light of the message. <laughs> because they thought it was a feeling. They thought it was an anointing. They thought it was a gift. How can you tell somebody who might have a visitation and they, how do you tell them that maybe that wasn't from the Lord? Are you following me? But how can we judge? How can we know? How do we know? Because it's a revelation of the word. And it can only be given to the bride. And God is the only one that has the key. And he gives the key to who he chooses. And he gives the key to those, amen. What does the scripture say? If you hunger and thirst after me, if you seek for me with all your heart, with all your soul, you'll find me. But many times people don't do that. They just join a church. They come in, and pretty soon they can parrot a prophet's message. They can say this and say that and talk about the seals, not even having the revelation at all. But when they get the revelation of the word, then they know when somebody says, oh, I'm just going to leave the message, they know that they're leaving Christ and that they've never actually been across Jordan. They've never actually come through that way. Hallelujah. So, here they go now. This walled city. Jericho. I was looking at this. And Jericho means, the definition of Jericho is its moon. Its moon. And I thought about that. I thought it doesn't say that Jericho means that it's the moon or, but rather it's the, the secret of this Jericho is its moon. <laughs> so inside of Jericho, there's a secret, a moon. And a moon types the church. The moon is a light bearer. Are you with me? 
But a moon is the light bearer of the church is also the woman. So inside of Jericho, there is a woman. There is a woman, and her name is Rahab. And she's hiding, and she, she doesn't even know she's part of this thing. And now all of a sudden, they're marching around the city. She's fearful. She's got the token applied. She's in there with her family. It's many as she, come on, get in, get in. And all of a sudden, the walls start coming down. And how does God do it? I don't know. But also, you know what? Listen, saints. We get so impressed. Man, God parted the Red Sea. Wow. That's so impressive. You see a miracle, you're, ah. And we forget that God is also the one that put every stardust where it belongs. Every, every, I wonder, you're really impressed with the part in the Red Sea. Did you forget to look up? Did you forget that I also hung Pleiades and I put all these stars where they belong and I put everything where it goes and everything perfectly in timing and the earth and everything about earth, the privileged planet, everything's perfect. Our God is amazing. So how can he rock the walls of Jericho, bring it down, and yet there's the woman, and she's still standing there, and she's okay. There's a woman in there, a church. Amen? So now think about it, saints. What was one of the things that was so important about the seals? There was a mystery hiding, and that mystery was a church, a woman, a bride. She was laying inside. She was hiding in there, and she didn't even know she was there. And all of a sudden, the word starts to open up. Amen. And what does it reveal? It reveals to us this woman. After everything comes crashing down and everything's falling apart, amen, and she's standing there looking around. Wow. Huh? Sometimes we look around like that. Well, they left the church. They believe, didn't believe the sign. They, 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 they said this and they said that. And we're looking around and all we're seeing is all kinds of crumbled stuff everywhere. Broken bricks and, 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 and dead people and dead bodies. And, and we're standing there looking around. And sometimes we start wondering what's going on here. Let me tell you something. If you're looking around, that's a good sign. <laughs> Amen. That's a good sign. Because you're not dead. You're not in a pile of rubble. You're standing there. Amen. But now she's got to catch the revelation. Listen, Rahab didn't even know it, but she was going to bring forth the seed word. The seed gene of God was going to flow right through that woman. Amen. So he goes in there now. They break down the walls of Jericho. Amen. How can you possibly take your promised land if the walls of Jericho in your life haven't come down? If you don't have a revelation of Christ, how could you, how couldn't they do it? They can't. They can't. They can't even understand it. So they sit there and they scratch their head. I read books where brothers said, well, Brother Branham always talked about a third pole. You know, he never even went into that part of his ministry. I'm like, wow, they missed it all. They missed everything. That's what the whole word was about, to finish the mystery of God. The whole word was about, and listen, it's because the only people that the word can catch is the rainbow trout. Huh? And he said, you won't tell it to anybody, but when Brother Adam got that rainbow trout on the line, huh? When God gets you on the line, you think you're going to run. You think you're going to go, you're coming in. God's going to bring you in. Glory to God. 
That's why I'm not moved by the gainsayers around the message. I'm not moved by the Korahs and the Dathans. I'm not moved because I know my revelation. I know my God. I know him. I was there when I met him. Hallelujah. I'm not happy that people fall and that people leave. Don't misunderstand me. But follow the scriptures. All those people, they wandered around in the wilderness. You know what they were doing? Eating manna. I don't really know what this is. Huh? I know people that have been in this message for 40 and 50 years. And they're just wandering. They're still just eating manna. Can you imagine being like that? Go to church, oh, he's preaching on the same old thing again. Hey, when Brother Harold Hildebrand and Brother Don Baptist used to come to Anchorage, Alaska years and years ago when I was back in another church, they'd always read from Revelations 10. I was like, wow, not that again. <laughs> I'll bet he's going to read Revelations 10. Revelations 10, like, oh, is that all they ever read? No, Revelation. Are you hearing me? Preaching it, like, uh, yeah, okay. They're not catching it. Amen. But when you catch it, when you catch it, when you catch the revelation, everything is different. Praise the Lord. So they have to come through Jericho. How can you take your promised land? How can you be bold? How can you be like Caleb? Caleb, 80 years old, he said, give me my mountain. He said, there's my promise. That's my inheritance. Amen. Can you imagine how some people around the message, they don't even have that spirit. Just sitting around complaining and moaning and, oh, we got church again. Oh, my goodness. Amen. But not Caleb. Caleb's like, man, I want my mountain. I want my inheritance. God, you promised it, and I want it. I'm here to receive it. Oh, God, give me the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, amen, let me labor. Fill me with the Spirit of God. Come on, church. Finishing the mystery of God. This woman, this woman was in there. And I can't imagine her standing there thinking, I'm so glad I didn't die. But what are they going to do with me now? When they find out about my past, what are they going to do with me? When they find out that I've been a ill-favored woman with a questionable character, What's going to happen? Huh? She had no idea. And she's sitting there worrying about it. And God done killed all of the people that could testify against her. And what did he do for us? He put everything in the sea of his forgetfulness. Listen, God is not concerned with your past. That was the old nature. The old nature's dead. There's a new man on board. It's like somebody came and stole your car and drove around and did all kinds of things with your car, and later on you find out, but you weren't even the one driving the car. Amen. It was your body, but that was not you operating in the body. Amen. Because you are the seed gene of God that found you, that was in God's mind in the beginning. Amen. Come on, church. That's nothing but the truth. Amen. We aren't the, we aren't the product, the byproduct of our parents. This flesh is. 
I can thank my dad for my German background and my uh, Irish background. They, 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 and the Athabascan. They get, I'm like, all fighters. I said, you know what? I can't even get along with myself. <laughs> huh? But that doesn't mean that's who I am. That's this body. That's this tabernacle that I have to bring into subjection to the word. Amen. Come on, church. So now there she was. Every single thing that striked against her is gone. And she was the lovely little lady. God's looking at her. She is a queen. She is a perfect, a person that will bring forth the lineage of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's exactly how he looks at you, church. Amen. He looks at you that you never did it in the first place. You're the bringer of the word. You are the little lovely lady of the word. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so glorious. And so you come across Jordan, death to self. And there's Jericho. What is this seven seal stuff? Now, you've been probably taught it your whole time here. Some of you don't even, I mean, you don't even know, have an idea how blessed you are. Coming into a church and they're preaching the open word already, preaching everything just nice and fine and dandy. And you didn't have to sit there and listen for seven years. The seven seals closed. The seven seals closed. But it looks like Brother Brown says it's open. No, the pastor says it's closed. Oh, this is confusing. You didn't have to go through that. Huh? You didn't have to sit there and listen to Brother Brown and say, but I, I know. I told my wife when we first got married, I said, let's listen to the seals together. And we sat down and put on the tapes and comes to the breach. Brother Brown says, the angel will be on the earth at the time of this coming. And I'm like, oh, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. She said, why? What's wrong with you? I said, did you hear what he just said? It sounds like he's telling us that this has already happened. She goes, well, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So that's not what our pastor tells us. I said, I'm so confused. And so for a, a few years, I'm praying. I don't know why I'm getting off on all this, but anyway, I am, amen. I'm, I left my notes a long time ago, but... That's good and bad. <laughs> yeah, the brother preaches with enthusiasm, but he doesn't carry a thought. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So anyway, here, here I am, praying and wondering and thinking about this. And all of a sudden, the Lord knows how to deal with people. So I'm down in Mexico on a missionary trip with my pastor and the different ministers. I'm traveling around with a brother. And I'm, is it okay to go ahead and just tell a testimony? Traveling around with a brother, and he's preaching, and I'm like, he's not preaching what Brother Branham said. <laughs> it's getting weird. It's getting worse <laughs> as we go. And so I thought, well, I'll come back, and I'll talk to the main guy, the, the apostle, and we'll talk about it, and we'll figure this thing out. And then, of course, then I was the bad. I was an enemy number one. Watch out for Brother Flint. He's going off. Well, that was good because it drove me to my knees, and I, I started praying. I was spending days and fasting and praying and laying out before God, and I saw a vision. And when I saw a vision, I saw a giant stamp hit the church door and pull away. And when it pulled away, the word Ichabod was left there. And I came out of that vision. I was like, wow. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm seeing visions that are, what is wrong with me? Man, well, Lord, what is wrong with me? Why would I huh, be thinking a message church has Ichabod written on it? So I'm struggling. I go to my pastor. Of course, that's not the, sometimes that's not the greatest thing to do. But anyway, so we got things straightened out and everything was fine. So I'd go to church. He'd be preaching and I would just get discouraged. I would be so depressed. 
One, home, one time we went home after church on a Sunday morning. I, have I told this, message, this testimony here? I don't think I have. I only spoke here a couple times. So I told, I, I told my wife, I said, we're not going to church tonight, Sunday night. And she said, why not? I said, because we always go to church. If the pastor says, hey, let's get together and eat a donut, we're there. Let's get together and paint the church, we're there. That was the kind of people we were. Wanted to serve, wanted to do something, wanted to help. Amen? This message is life. We might as well pour our whole life into it. Give everything we've got. Everything you've got belongs to God. Give it to him. Amen. Quit holding back. Give it all. Give it all. Give your time, your resources, your energy. Give him everything. Amen? And so now listen. So she's like, okay. And I'm sitting there and I look over and we had a video monitor because we were doing some kind of multi-level marketing thing. And, and uh, we had a, a videotape that was sent to us. And it was from Brother Ed Biscoe's camp meeting. And Brother Ron Peterson preached it. And I was like, huh. Well, I know Ron Peterson. The title was, It's Not Over Till It's Over. And let me tell you something how God works. I had heard Floyd Patterson, who was his pastor years ago, preach that very same title, It's Not Over Till It's Over. And I saw the title, and I'm like, ha, he preached his pastor's message. Really? Now I've got to check this out. So I threw it in. I'm sitting on the couch just like bummed out. You ever been just bummed out? Like, everyone's hey, how you doing? And I'm watching this thing, and amen. That's pretty good. Amen. Amen. I'm on the edge of my seat. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. Come on, Hannah. We got enough time. Grab Christopher. Let's go. Let's get to church. We're going to church. Yeah, let's go. We raced out the door, and we raced to church. By the time church was over, I was so bummed out and discouraged. I was like, man, what is wrong with me? So I'm going through this, and I'm praying. I'm, I'm really just, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going through. i just like, Lord, please don't let me pass. Don't let me, don't let me backslide. Don't let me fall away. What's wrong with me? Help me, Lord. And so I decided, okay, I heard Brother Brown say on the tape, he said, you get what you expect. We've all heard that. Amen. Only thing is, when we hear those things on tape, when we really take them for face value and we really stand upon them, they change our lives. They can do something different. When we just hear them, they're just, you know, you don't understand. And so now I, I was praying and praying, and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to church, and the pastor's going to be preaching tonight, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get delivered. I'm believing in my deliverance, Lord. I, I've got to get my deliverance. And I, I'm going to sit in the same old pew right there where Brother Ed, uh, Ed Hammermeister's sitting. I'm, I'm going to sit right there. That was my old pew before I got married, and I'm going to pull on the gift of God, and I'm coming expecting. And I got in church, and I sat down, and he started preaching, and I got so discouraged. I was just so heavy and bummed out, and I put my head down, and I spoke in my, you know, to the Lord without my mouth. I said, Lord, did your prophet lie to me? I'm here expecting my deliverance. And as soon as I said that, I heard an audible voice coming from the platform on this side. The preacher was here right on this side. I was sitting right there, and the voice said, he's preaching false. And I lifted up my eyes to see who in the world just said that, and there was nobody standing there. And all of a sudden, this big, heavy, dark feeling just left my body, and the Holy Spirit came down and flooded me, and I was so liberated, and I realized God just set me free. <clears throat> and he set me free from false doctrine. For seven years, I was in that church. I was going down to Brother Biscoe's minister's meeting. I was in Whitehorse at Brother Don Bablett's church, and they were singing, and we sung the song, <clears throat> uh, Amazing Grace, and it just hit me. For seven years, you thought you were ready for the rapture, and you didn't even understand the message. I was dedicated. 
I went through death to self. I crossed Jordan, but I found myself facing Jericho. And you can no longer say, what is it? What is it? You can no longer eat manna because God used to wink at those things in the times past. He winked at Luther's age. He winked at Wesley's age. But in this age, he has commanded us to come to the full word. He has commanded us, amen, to rise up, not just to be able to parrot the pastor, but to have our own, our own revelation of the revealed word, which is Christ. So here he is. He's going into Jericho. To get this woman. This woman. Do you see a church? And Brother Ram talks about those, the, he talks about, you know, the, 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 the three pools and the, and the vision and everything. But what was it all about? To catch the bride. To get the woman. To ca- and only one that can catch it's that one that's got their representation. How predestination. Are you hearing me? <laughs> So don't sit there and say, well, I guess I don't have that revelation, so I'm wasting my time. That's not the thought. The thought is, pour yourself into Christ. Pour yourself into hunger. And amen, ask the Lord. Lord, give me revelation. Give me understanding. Help me, Lord Jesus. Continue. Help me not to get fanatical, but just go forward and just keep feeding. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have more time for prayer. Have more time for the word. Come on, church. Come on, young people. Come on. Some of you young people ought to be preaching by now. That's the truth. <laughs> well, a lot of times the young people say, well, you know, I'm just in. My mom and dad made me come, you know. Just. You're not catching the vision. You're missing the revelation. Don't do that to yourself. You don't get the Holy Ghost at a young age. My son was baptized the Holy Ghost about eight years old. And my daughter Ruth was baptized even younger than that. Little Ruthie marches up, Dad, I need to get baptized. Ruth, you're four years old. Do you understand what you're doing? Yes, I need to be baptized, Dad. (laughs) Basically, if you don't baptize me, I'm going to find somebody who will. (laughs) Those kids listen when you preach. Amen. Anyway, praise the Lord. We're going to have to close this. I'm sorry I got off on all that. but So she's a hidden mystery laying inside the walls of Jericho. And the seven-sealed mystery includes the revelation of Christ in bride form. Have you ever caught that when Brother Branham said, she is him? Amen? And he said, and Christ in you makes you the complete revelation of the whole thing. Amen? And that, it's, that this now is the coming of Christ in bride form. Amen? Is that right? So now let's look now. Let's see it through the message. So I'll solidify this and we'll close. Brother Brown preaches a message called Christ, the mystery of God revealed, and he tells us, he says, this, I'm going to preach to you this message. This is why I've said what I've said. I've done what I've done. This is it right here. If you miss what I'm saying, come back to this message. And when I heard him say that, I thought, okay, that must be it because I don't understand that quote. I don't understand how he's telling me that Christ in you makes you the revelation of the complete thing, of the whole thing. So I just kept coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back. Sometimes you have to revisit a message over and 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 over. Amen? (laughs) And it's funny how when you go back to another message, you're like, wow, how did I ever see that before? That's amazing. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But anyway, so in there, 
Amen? He's explaining to us this great mystery that God had. And he comes out and he says, look, he said, it's Christ, God gaining the preeminence in Jesus Christ, the man, the bridegroom, the man. Is that right? You know that happened 2,000 years ago. And then he said the second fold of the threefold mystery was that God wanted to gain the preeminence in who? You. Me. And he is gaining the preeminence. So you see now what what portion of the word are we actually at? When the word of God was came and opened up to us and gave us the revelation of who? Jesus Christ the word. Is that right? But... But if you just have a revelation of Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, you're missing the revelation of Jesus Christ, the bride. Amen? Because she's identified in him. And that's why Brother Branham could preach on that third pull and that seventh seal in such a way that many people would be blinded by what he said, but that little seed gene of God would catch it and hear it because why? Because she is identified in him. When they saw Adam and Eve, at one time, Eve was in Adam. But when, when Eve came out of Adam, her name was Eve. Is that right? I mean, Adam, is that right? He called them both Adam. But then when she got her own identification away from Adam, now she became Eve. So the revelation is that Christ, the bridegroom form, amen, we are identified in him. So how do we know that we have the true baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's because in us we are identified with the word. Not what a priest says, not what a pastor says, not what a preacher says, not what anybody says. It's what's happening on the inside of you. There's an identification because you know that you came from him. There's something in you, and you know you came from him. But how do you know that? Because the word was opened up. Amen? And it reveals to you. Listen, uh, well, a perfect easy uh, thought is this. Uh, Billy Paul, years ago, I heard his testimony. He said that this man, he, he, uh, a guy gave this, I think it was his boss or a coworker, a message book, and he came back the next day and he said, don't you ever give me that man's books again. And he says, why? He said, that man called me a buzzard through that whole book. And he's like, wow, he called me an eagle through the whole book. So it's the word that's identifying who we are. So we're hearing the word. Now, saints of God, that's not happening to every message person. That's why many people raise up and they start building cultic personalities and all these things. But in the bride, in that woman, that woman that was sealed, in that word, in that mystery, she's caught the word and it's come forth. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And she can't get away from it. So when those walls come crushing down, out emerges the bride. You look around and you say, well, but what about this? And what about, I mean, you know what? All those other churches, they don't have the problems we have. When you talk about the message. If you're standing, back, you're standing back and looking over, you go, my goodness, look at them. That church fights with that church, and they, they preach this and they preach that, and they don't even say the same thing, and they're on this and they're on that and everything. Huh? Is that right? And these people now, they say, well, we're sorry we ever believed the message, and, and uh, all raising up here and there. And uh, I, I, Listen, I used to have Facebook. I like to go on there and check things, and I got tired of it. Yeah, man, the people in India looking at Brother Branham, worshiping Brother Branham. So wow. And then we know there's people that believe Brother Bram's God. How do they catch that? How do they get that from the message? 
How do they get that from the same quotes, the same message that I'm reading, the same quotes, the same message? I read it, and when I come to my conclusion, I don't see Brother Branham being my God. I see Brother Branham telling me it's all about Jesus Christ and that the scriptures, amen, he said, this is the absolute. Nowadays, if you say this is the absolute, everybody starts freaking out. Whoa, man, because, because everybody's going over here. They're going over here. Who cares about all that garbage? Amen. Let's stay right in the word. Hallelujah. This is a good book. Brother Brown told us it was the absolute. Huh? I love this book, don't you? Amen. So, well, brother told me one time, said, Brother Flynn, he said, Wouldn't, would you rather, if you're stuck on an island, would you rather have the message or would you have the Bible? And, <laughs> well, thinking, why do people come up with questions like this? <sighs> and when it made me start thinking, I thought, you know, there's a squeeze coming. What if, for some reason, don't know what's going to happen, what if for some reason I got detained and I didn't have either? Right. I thought, okay, that's right, I better get it all in here. <laughs> So I just started eating it, feeding on it, eating and eating it. Amen. So that thing here and these quotes are all in here. Amen. Then it doesn't matter if you're on an island. You don't have to have the book or the tapes or the quotes. Amen. Because you've got Christ in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the spirit and the prophet and the bride will be saying the same thing. So now what is he doing now? And I'm going to close. It's Wednesday night. I don't want to hold you. I don't even have a clue how long I've been preaching. But my wife said I can preach. So I have to. You don't, want to preach, you don't want me to preach to an interpreter. That's, that's, a, that's a trial. How do they do that? Anyway, the threefold mystery of God, that's what it's all about. It isn't about quotes. And that's why people struggle with Revelations 10, is they approach it as though it's quotes or a teaching. Brother Branham simply told us, he said, the seals that were opened, he said, who is those seals? Christ is those seals that were open. The revelation isn't a, a, isn't a, 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 quote, a, a teaching or a doctrine. The revelation is Jesus Christ. He is those seals. He is those seals. So when the seals were opened up, it revealed Christ. Is that right? But it didn't reveal a partial of Christ. It revealed all of Christ. And in that, in that encompasses the second fold, uh, uh, second fold part of the mystery of God. And that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. I don't think Brother Brown's coming, excuse me, I don't think the Lord's coming back for quotes and books and tapes. I think he's coming back for a living, breathing body of people that have the literal life of Jesus Christ in them. Not that we have to live exactly, perfectly, every little thing. We're humans. But we believe the message. And the message is identifying in us. So it's not so much the revelation to us, although that's part of it, but it's the revelation of what's happening in us. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Shall we pray?
Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word tonight. We just know that we are just scratching the surface on these things, Lord. But, Father, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, Lord Jesus, to see how in the scriptures, Lord, everything, everything in our message, Lord, there's, there are types and shadows in the, in the scriptures, <clears throat> many of which we've never seen, but they're there. Sometimes, brothers, they <laughs> preach these things, and we're like, wow, that's, that's really something. But when we realize, Lord, that on the other side, that all through eternity, you are so vast, so great, so amazing, that you're going to be revealing yourself to us all through eternity. Amen. And Father, we're so amazed at how we can just look in the scriptures and we see the, the walls of Jericho coming down and how it came down, exactly a parallel of the, of the seals, Lord. And then we saw that they had a shout, Lord, in their last age, and they, they shouted and the walls fell down, Lord, and we have a shout, a message, oh God. And what happened with that message, that shout, it brought down those denominational barriers. It brought down those walls. It, it crushed every man's teaching and every, every thought and every idea and everything that was contrary to the word, Lord, and in it was revealed to us Christ, oh God, in fullness. And Lord God, in it and through it, Lord God, we realize, Lord, that we're no longer eating manna, but Lord, we're not wondering what is this and what is that, but Lord Jesus, <clears throat> you have given us the perfect interpretation of the word. And Father, we're so grateful, Lord God, to be a people who can receive that, who have heard it. We don't understand it all, maybe, Lord God, but we believe it, Lord God, and we know. We know, Lord God, that this message came from you. And then, Lord God, it so perfectly types the scriptures all the way through. So, Father, tonight, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. And I pray that you'd be with each heart here tonight, Lord. Bless them, encourage them, Lord God. And, Father, we ask you, Lord Jesus, just to help us as we continue to serve you and even if the time continues to tarry and the world gets more crazy, but Father, help us, Lord, just be in Goshen, just tied up, bundled up in Jesus Christ, O oh God. Let our mind, O oh God, our heart and everything be so centered on you. Father, I pray if there's one here that's been struggling, if there's one here tonight, Lord, that's been wondering or wandering, may, Lord, you help them. May you encourage them, Lord. If there's one here that needs a healing, Father, may you heal them. May you bless the church, bless Brother Ed, Lord God, bless the entire body here, we pray. In Jesus Christ's wonderful name, amen. God bless you, Brother Ed. Since I saw my name. Let's stand together. <clears throat> Since I saw my name in the book of redemption. Since I saw my name in the book. I have communion now with Christ my Redeemer. Since I saw my name. Christ my Redeemer, since I saw my name in 